Previously on Canary P.I. I went and did what I swore off years ago, so I wouldn't leave some poor sap in the lurch. I got a date. The name's Dana Gillespie. Yamahama. I was having a good time. Of course, something had to happen to sour it. Oh my god. Better bring him up. Can we please go back to your place? I don't want to be alone tonight. We didn't come out until noon the next day. Presenting Canary P.I. in... Deadly Decadence, Part 2, a J. Henry production. Is your ratatouille a catastrophe? Is your beef strogi falling flat? Spice up your Sunday roast with Eldritch's flavor packs. What kind of flavor? We'll let you decide. And now the conclusion to Deadly Decadence. It's for you. It's your boss. What? How does he know I'm here? Yeah, Bob? You need to get your ass down here. It's bedlam out there. People are exploding all over the city and our lead rider is nowhere to be found. What did you say? People are blowing up all over the city and they have no idea why. I come to find out you saw what happened up close. We need headlines. We need articles. We need an angle. Turn on the radio, will ya, and get down here. Turn on the radio. All over the city, people are exploding. Law enforcement and the medical community are baffled. But rest assured, they are hard at work at cracking this caper. And so are we. So keep it tuned to WXORV, The Klondike. This just in. A 27th case has been reported. Is this an act of terrorism? Is it a germ? Is it an act of God? Or the devil? Keep it tuned to... Enough of that. What if I... What if we... Canary, I don't want to die. Nah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Besides, this is a big city. Can't happen to all of us now, can it? I suppose not. I should get down to the police station and see if I can find out what they know. With our connections at the paper, maybe we can piece this together. Don't worry about me. I'll take a cab. I'll have to borrow your clothes, though. See you tonight, yeah? Tonight. She kissed me on the cheek while pulling up a pair of my suspenders over her shoulders. She was out the door and so was I. At the station, it was just as I expected. It was a scene of pandemonium and unrest. Citizens jammed in, demanding answers that no one had. I raised the flip-up countertop as I entered the back room. Hey, you're not allowed back there. Two more? Hey, you better bring another pot of coffee and send Mary out for a carton of cigarettes. Who's that? We're working here. Beat it. Hey, Chief. Been a while. Is that you, Canary? You haven't been a cop in damn near ten years. You're the one who walked out on your brothers in blue. That's complicated. The statement stands. We're working. Get out of here. Hey, Chief. Word was he was good. Saved 12 children from a burning bus. Put Sammy the Nose Hoffa behind bars, ending the biggest crime syndicate in 30 years. We're completely stumped. Maybe he can help. It was eight kids. Myths and exaggerations. There are plenty of capable minds and bodies. Chief. People are dying out there. After a moment of silent deliberation, he gave in. He could stay until he pisses me off, which won't be long, I suspect. He placed two red pins into a large red map that was affixed to the wall. There was over a hundred pins. It was worse than I imagined. As I was saying, two more cases. Now they're starting to come in fast and furious. We need to find out what these people have in common. There has to be a connection. Where have they been? Who have they been with? Do they have any outstanding parking tickets? 
have they had a cavity in the past two months? We need everything from the Hall of Records. Gonna be a long night, so get up and go make your phone calls home if you have to. We were there all day, mostly talking in circles. A steady stream of red tacks was added to the board. Canary, if you know anything, I'm all ears. We've established I was there for the first reporter incident. Now what do we know about patient zero? Fancy doctor. Comes from old money. Married to Loretta Johnson for 35 years. They were there for their wedding anniversary. And the second? Benjamin Calper, a hotshot engineer in the auto industry. And the third? A professional tennis player, minor leagues. Trust fund, baby. We were interrupted by someone bringing in bags of food. Chef Francois sent all this food over. There was a note saying thanks for the quick investigation. Put it over there. What is your point, Canary? They're all in the higher tax bracket than any of us would ever dream of. We've been all over this. Most of them, yes, but not all. There's plenty of poor schlubs on this list, too. It's a dead-end lead. Wait a minute. I walked up to the map and cupped my hand over my right eye and tilted my head. Gentlemen, don't you see? Don't you? It's been in front of us this whole time. I took a marker out of my pocket and started tracing a spiral on the map. Right here. It's radiating from this spot. No, it can't be. No, don't eat that food! I flipped the desk over while someone was pawing through the bags. Foodstuffs and sauces trailing down the wall. Chef Francois, it's the restaurant. Right where it started. The chief stood in front of the map for a moment with his eyes squinted. Start processing the warrant. Ah, screw warrants. People are dying. I'm out of here. I turned and the chief grabbed my arm and I shook them off with a jerk. You know I can't let you go there. You're going straight home for supper. Isn't that right, Canary? Right. Let law enforcement take care of it. We're doing it by the book. I guess it's the first time for everything. What did you say? Get out of here. You're dismissed. There's been another report, Chief. Twelve-year-old. Male. They found what was left of him under his covers. You could hear a pin drop in the room. The board was becoming more pins than map. And I was out of there. I pulled up to the front of Chez Francois' restaurant. It was lit but still empty. You could see staff preparing for their dinner hours. Another car pulled up behind me. Canary! I was trying to get hold of you. I'm just in time. I knew you'd be here. You knew? How? Paper has eyes and ears everywhere. Gotta get the latest scoop. We pieced it together too. Whatever it is, it's originating from here. Back to where we started, huh? I'd rather go back to Leo's and put this all behind us. I can't let you go in. It's too dangerous. I'm going in and you can't stop me. Besides, I feel like when I'm with you, nothing bad will happen to me. She held the door open for me, insisting. We walked into the garishly gold and crystalline dining hall. The maitre d' was at his post, shuffling through papers and making notes. My apologies, monsieur, but we are not open yet. Not that you look dressed for an establishment like this. I held up my badge. I need to see all the ledgers, financial reports, and past reservations you've had here. Where's your warrant? Private investigator? Be gone, brute! I grabbed him by the cuff of his perfectly pressed suit. Now you listen here. There's an epidemic happening out there, and we're going to get to the bottom of this one way or another. Stop there. There is no need for violence. I will show you any records you wish. We are an open book here at Chez Francois. But Pierre, they're not with the law. That's quite all right. Right this way, please. He led us through the dining room, then through the swing doors of the kitchen, where a sweaty forehead chef tended to his demi-gloss and bubbling cauldrons of what have you. 
He led us to the very back of the building where there was a small bookcase full of handwritten records and various receipts. There was a rectangle table with two chairs on the opposite sides. You're free to peruse. You can let yourself out when you're finished. It was all there. Every reservation and handwritten bill for every meal eaten in this establishment. Every single person who has felt this affliction has been here. Every single one. Canary. Now, now, Dinah, we're onto something here. Canary. I turned to see Pierre Francois holding a jewel-encrusted switchblade to Dinah's throat. Throw me a gun you have tucked under your arm. I did what he said without hesitation. If you hurt her, I swear I will- Sit. Down. He tied our wrists and ankles to the chairs. Why, Francois? Why are you doing this? Why is a big question, Mr. Canary. I am tying you up because I need two loud mouths out of the way. Are you behind all this? You're murdering people all over the city. For what? And how? All will be crystal clear shortly. Consider yourselves lucky. You're the first to try a new dish we'll be adding to the menu. Bruno, bring the Chateaubriand a la Francois. You'll never get away with this. To understand why, I have to tell you a little about myself and my history. What happened to the accent there, Pierre? Well, <laughs> things aren't always what they seem, Canary. To be rich, you have to project a certain air about you. To these glutons, this represents elegance and refinement. They eat it up like so much as a duckusly. Before you is a relatively young playboy at the top of the world. Booming high-class business charging exorbitant prices for dressed-up cheap product. We make a fortune every night. Every single night without fail. How could it not with me at the helm? <laughs> but it wasn't always this way. You see, I grew up a poor dirt farmer. Lost my father to consumption when I was still a boy. Mother turned to waiting tables. And the bottle. Most of the time she drank the rent and had to do the landlord favors to keep a roof over our head. In the summer I would pick berries to try and help out. Uh, mostly to no avail. I hated being poor. I hated having holes in my shoes and eating chicken gizzards and beans because that's all we could afford. I wanted to experience the finer things in life. So when I was 14, I had enough of my mother. I had $5, kept it hidden in a coffee can under my bed. Took me a dog's age to save. Come to find out my mother took it. I wouldn't have even been mad if she really needed it, only she used it to punish her liver some more. She wasn't the woman she used to be. Her eyes sunken, her greasy, stringy hair in a state of perpetual muscle. She was already dead, but she forgot to read the memo. That was it. I took off on my own in the middle of that very night. I vowed not only to survive, but to thrive. I sold peanuts on the side of the road, bus tables, scrubbed latrines, Whatever I could do to make a buck, I did it. Worked my hands until they were so calloused. I didn't even need oven mitts. Put myself through culinary school. I barely slept between work and studying, but I made it. 
Oh, but my first bistro at age 25. 25! It was a hit! At 27, I opened another. By the time I was 30, I was managing for restaurants. I'd made it. I could wear, eat, drive anything I wanted. I could make it with any dame that came through the doors. The more money they had, the looser scruples they seemed to possess. And I loved it. My bed was never empty. My plate was filled with the finest of the fine. I should have known it was too much of a good thing. I was just like my mother. Except with booze, it was every kind of excess possible. I was worse. A lot of them were crooks. Come from old money and didn't have any idea outside their bubble. No regard for their fellow man, and I was rubbing elbows with them on a nightly basis. I hated these people, and I'd become one of them. I hated myself. Life is more than shallow materialism, more than money. I had spent my best years getting to this point. This is a life felt wasted. They didn't appreciate their lot in life. You see, I'm righting wrongs. The world is better off without these people. This is why I have sold my other business and built this shrine of excess. It's like a beacon to the affluent. They will come from all over the world to worship their wealth. And I will exterminate them all. Except, you didn't just kill wealthy people. There was folks who spent a month's salaries pay just to have an appetizer here. There was a kid, Francois. In your sick and twisted head, even you can't justify that. <laughs> As they say in the restaurant business, you have to break some eggs to make an omelette. <laughs> How'd you do it? Ah, that's the best part. Being as moneyed as myself, it opens up a world of possibilities. Opens you up to the darkest of black markets. Get a load of this. I don't know all the details. I have brokers who deal with the finer details. To my understanding, it came from Tibet. It is flavorless, odorless. Makes a great base for any marinade. The perfect poison. It reacts to acids. Just so happens stomach acid is in the exact pH range. Once it starts being digested, tick. Tick-tock, tick-tock. You're a ticking time bomb. <laughs> well, it depends on the body chemistry and the size of the dose, which we're still working out. I would have never had the first go boom in my own establishment. Too much to clean. Gave you too much of a clue. Ah, order up. A platter of meat was placed between me and Dinah. Now, for being such a fly in the soup, I'm gonna make you go second. You can watch your little girlfriend here explode before your very eyes. In fact, I'm gonna stick around too. I haven't seen one pop up close, only the aftermath. <laughs> I am so excited. Canary, I'm afraid. <laughs> Francois cut off a piece of the meat and held it up to her lips. Oh, look how... Tender, wonderful Chateaubriand a la Francois. Don't worry, Dinah, baby. It's gonna be okay. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Come here. Don't be afraid. 
He pushed the greasy meat into her lips, which she had pursed tightly. It was a losing battle. She gave way, and he cupped his hand over her mouth. Now, Dina, dear, chew, swallow. Excellent! <laughs> he stood at the other end of the room and opened an umbrella out in front of him, his eyes peering over it. This was an aggressive dose, so should have a short fuse. Get ready for the fireworks! <laughs> it's gonna be okay, Dinah. Look at me. Look me in the eyes. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'm right here. I'm not leaving you. She jumped up and somehow freed herself. Francois looking wide-eyed. Huh? What the? No! Stay back! She ran to Francois, giving him a vice-like bear hug. I was afraid to come to you that day in the diner, but I'm glad I did. You don't know, but I've followed your adventures for a long time. These fantastical stories were trickled down to the paper, but we could never print them without proof. I found out they were true. It's my turn to be the hero now. Canary, I've always loved- No, please, no. There wasn't enough time. We only just met, goddammit! I sat there bound for 45 minutes before the police busted in. Slaughter and carnage of my girlfriend still running down my cheeks. Oh, God! Don't look, Canary! Took him long enough. I sat there in shock, not answering. I couldn't raise my head even if I wanted to. A week had passed. The exploding people around the city had slowed down to next to nil. Residual poisoning's about used up. Soon Francois and his dastardly deeds will be nothing but a distant memory. But you, Dinah, I'll never forget you. Was it true love? Well, I don't know about that, but I would have loved to find out. What I do know is I'll spend the rest of my days wondering what could have been. Voice acted by, in order of appearance, J. Henry as Canary P.I. Jenny Dyer as Dina Gillespie. Frank Guglielmelli as Chief of Police. Jackson Tyler Lee as Mater D. Julian Gilas as Pierre Francois. Written, directed, and edited by J. Henry. Music by Pedro Sparza, Kevin McLeod, and Vivek Abhishek. Further info in the description. For information on collaborating, contributions, or just want to keep up on the current scoop, visit us at twitter.com forward slash rpcanarypi. This concludes the broadcast.